Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Hudson, joined by a very tired Ben Roy Turner. Need sleep. <laughs> Need a coffee. And a very not tired Josh Brown. I'm going to have to make up for Ben Roy today. You know, Ben Roy, he's going to go on his couch behind him, have a little sleep. I'm on my couch, but I'm wide awake. That's the difference. You need to ben speak Roy. for both of you today. But speaking <laughs> of speaking, we're going to be speaking about Call of Duty, which even though we've hit the middle of May, we still know very little slash next to nothing about what is still apparently coming this year. Now, if you need a little bit of a backstory to this, uh, originally Sledgehammer Games, who created uh, Call of Duty World War II and Advanced Warfare, were going to be taking over, taking the reins this year. And after a falling out between them and Raven Software, Activision put their foot down, put Treyarch back in charge. And now it looks like everything's on fire. So... <laughs> Like I said, we've hit mid-May. Normally we'd have leaks and all sorts, but at the moment we know absolutely nothing or thereabouts absolutely nothing. about. It what's makes me worried, Rich. It makes me very scared because, you know, like, I feel like this game is cursed. Like you said, we heard last year that um, there were a bunch of unfortunate goings-ons in the studio. It was Sledgehammer's um, time to make another game. They got taken off, like you said, track where essentially rushed in to salvage that project and turn it into what is presumed to be another Black Ops game, potentially a complete reboot, and then essentially save the day. But that would have been bad enough. That would have been a difficult task in and of itself. But then you get to 2020 with everything that's going on and suddenly everyone's working from home and the date still hasn't changed. And then you've got, you know, everything going on in track, tra- track, track. You've got, um, you know, people leaving. You've got stories of terrible crunch in the studio and you just think why does activision even need a call of duty every year i know the answer is because it makes ridiculous amounts of money but they don't need in my opinion to have call of duty 2020 come out because it's already like you said mid-may and i'm not itching for it man like we like modern warfare that came out at the end of last year is still doing very well it's still got um, new updates in the way. It's got more seasons to come. It's got an active player base. And they've just dropped Warzone, which I think hit hit like 60 million players. So they could very easily, with everything that's going on, just say, look, we're going to take a year off. 
We're going to make sure Call of Duty, what was Call of Duty 2020, is the best it can be. We've had some problems. Sometimes this happens, and then we'll get back on track. I don't understand why they're pushing ahead with a game that has seemingly everything stacked against it. With the current state of things in, in 2020, with, you know, not so much um, the, the lockdown and things, but more just the idea of delaying games, like at the beginning of this year, before all of this current stuff kicked off, um, everything was being delayed and some stuff is being brought back forward. Like any Sony releases are being put back into the summer uh, release window. But a lot of things were being delayed or just like even just perpetually delayed. Just like, OK, we're going to we're going to receive we're going to take back our release date. We're going to give it a bit more time. Like we would be playing uh, Last of Us 2 and Cyberpunk by this point in time. But obviously we're not. And yeah, it makes perfect sense for them to delay Call of Duty. It's not like it's going to be uh, a massive shock to the system because, like I said, everything we've already had has been delayed once, basically. Um, but the, as you say, the thing about Activision is they're simply not going to do it. Now, I'm still playing. I'm still picking away at Modern Warfare. Are you guys still playing it like semi-frequently? I'm playing it. I know Benroy has hasn't really dabbled in a while, but I'm loving I... Modern Warfare. It's sorry, Benroy. Go ahead. I, I, I was going to say I'm one of those humans that uh, was with Call of Duty for a long time, like going all the way back to Big Red One. You remember that? Wow. <laughs> remember that when during some sort of war, during the war. But for me, I kind of tapered off. I think it started to happen. The first Call of Duty I'd ever missed was Ghosts. And then I gave up with, I, I heard Ford wasn't going to have a campaign. Uh, Black Ops 4, shall I say. There's been like 100 fours, I feel like now. And from there, it's kind of not grabbed me. So when they said that they was going to do a Modern Warfare uh, remaster, well, not remaster, a rejig, are we calling it a reboot or is it just... It's a the, reboot, yeah. The Modern Warfare, uh, the warfare of the modern times. And I just wasn't really into the idea of it. And I, so I thought I'd give it a pass because I kind of went to more liking the futuristic uh, Call of Duties. Like, the, like, I don't know if this is um, blasphemy or anything like that, but Advanced Warfare might be my favorite Call of Duty. I really like the uh, the robo legs you can get down. I love, I love a good sort of like jump and glide forward. You let me sort of like, it's not a double jump, but a double glide. You give me that in any game, <laughs> I'm doing it. But I did dabble with the Warzone. Uh, one game, one game of Warzone, everyone. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well done, Ben. Uh, was carried was carried to the end by a nice Russian gentleman, and uh, after that, I haven't really been tempted to go to the multiplayer because I feel like it's. I, I'm gonna. I will get crucified, but the same sort of grind of like the sort of uh, uh, how many many people you want in a match, first person shooters, just shoot, repeat, shoot, repeat, and see who gets the highest score. So I don't know, like. For me, I feel like they could and should take a year off. But at the same See, time, Benroy. Black Ops 4, Black Ops 4 was just that. And then they got through and sold enough. So I don't know. Oh, the thing is, right, Call of Duty 2020, even if it's bad, it's going to sell ridiculous yeah. amounts of money. But I think for me, this is the perfect time for you to jump back on the train, my friend, because the, <sighs> the overhauled engine in Modern Warfare is so good. And it's finally got me back into Call of Duty. Like I continued playing all of the games. But it was always, you know, like a short love affair every year. I would have a weekend with Call of Duty, then return to Battlefield. But yeah. this time around, 
it's managed to put me in a committed relationship and now I'm continually going back to playing the Modern Warfare multiplayer alongside Warzone as well. I just feel like there is so much packed in the most recent game. You've got the Battle Royale, you've got the regular multiplayer, you've got Ground War, you've got Gunfight, you've got um, Spec Ops, you've got the main campaign. There is so much that me and my friends play quite regularly that we still have barely touched. There is, there is so much that's constantly being added that I do think it almost needs time to breathe. I, I, I kind of, I'm with you when you said that you fell off because they come out every year it, it's hard to get invested if you're not immediately invested the next one comes around so quick that you might as well just wait whereas this yeah. time i'm fully back in and i don't i don't need to jump ship yet you know what i mean i don't feel like and i know i'm, I'm just speaking for myself here but i don't i personally don't need it yeah there are obviously a lot of people who still stand by the it's call of duty it's the same every year but genuinely there's something so so fresh about modern warfare just down to like the engine like the baseline of the game the engine and the gameplay is so incredible i re not recently but not long ago had a weird itch to go back and do, go through the whole pain of reinstalling black ops 4 in its entire entirety just to play one game of zombies because <laughs> i saw it in a video and thought oh do you know what i want it i just want to give it another go and it feels dreadful to play. Like when I've been back to Black Ops 4, it's so much more of a dumpster fire than I initially remembered. And Modern Warfare is so good. And that's kind of another thing about going forward with this next game. If they couldn't make COD 2020 feel like Modern Warfare, it's already going to lose me and probably going to lose a lot of people as well because so much of the, the feeling of the game had changed that if they try and recapture that in this upcoming COD, if they don't manage it, they're not going to get very far. Because, yeah, as I said, what's happening with that game is Treyarch have been brought on to sort this game out, even though as far as we were aware, they wouldn't be doing a COD again until 2021. So they're taking whatever they have got and are going to try and shoehorn it into this Sledgehammer, Raven, probably Beanox, High Moon, everyone's studio is like sort of Frankenstein's monster of a, of a game and try and push it out by the end of the year. So there's a lot to say that this game is in trouble. And even down to the fact that it's a generational turnover, we've got the PS5 and the Series X launching at the end of this year, which means that those studios together have got, A, they've got a year less to turn around this game, and B, they need to turn around five different versions of the game. One for Xbox One, one for Series X, one for PS4, one for PS5, and one for PC. And normally, uh, Beanox this... take the PC port and they do that themselves, are they going to have enough studios, enough people to get all of those different versions of the game out at the same time? Because it's never the case that the games release on all three platforms and they're all as good as each other. Normally one of them gets the short straw and ends up being a dumpster fire for a couple of weeks. Is this, um, has Bobby gone to speak to uh, my friend Phil and is it smart delivery? Or are they going to just separate them off? I don't even well, know what smart delivery is, if I'm honest with you. I suppose. <laughs> It's it's a fancy term for cross-gen. It's basically you buy on one, you get on the other sort of thing. Right, okay, right. You would assume so. I don't think they've actually confirmed it, but you would, you, yeah. you'd hope, wouldn't you? You would try to But hope. this is also a big if then, because what, there's a Battlefield come out this year, assumedly? I thought I had Battlefield there was... next year, I think. Oh, I thought so... there was one coming for this current sort of the new gen but maybe i got lost because battlefront um, and battlefield sound the same to me as well <laughs> it's vague it's one of those um fiscal year 2022 things yeah. i think so it it could come out anywhere from i think it's i can't even remember man like fiscal years are weird but i like don't april think it's something supposed i think to be slated for the end of this year yeah it's supposed to be like uh, next april or late next year but rich like you mentioned some like great points there because i just like 
what are they doing, man? Why, why can't they just figure it out? Because this is going to have such a big knock-on effect. It's not just one game we're talking about. This game is obviously, you know, like in trouble. But like you mentioned there, this is kind of like a well-oiled machine. We have three different studios, sometimes more if you include Beanox and the support studios, making Call of Duty so they come out every year. So far, they've had a three-year cycle. But if you take one of those off the tracks, that means everything else smashes into each other. You know what I mean? So we might get a, a Black Ops this year that shouldn't have came out until 2021 but what does that mean for 2021's game who is taking over there does that mean infinity ward get less time to make modern warfare 2 does that mean that um you know whatever uh treyarch was working on initially is that all being scrapped like what does this mean for the future that's what i worry about we can take one bad call of duty game or one undercut call of duty game but all of these things are working in tandem all of these different systems are working together to make sure call of duty hits that date every single year and the quality for the most part is good and when you when you tamper with that there's got to be a change somewhere down the line i don't know if you can just ram straight into this train wreck and just keep on going as if nothing's happened so i feel like they're going to need a reset so why not this year yeah i think that's kind of what they did with black ops 4 and they've kind of ignored it and forgotten the game even exists like i don't know how much they've been updating it since uh modern warfare came out because there was kind of a you know you have your loyalists to particular studios of call of duty like so many people back in 2011 stuck with black ops 1 instead of moving forward onto modern warfare 3 they just stayed there as much as they didn't get any more updates they stuck to that game of the past couple of uh current gen cods that was kind of how things work they continue to update the games but black ops 4 i think they've just completely they're going to you know what we don't need to do anything more with it. And to be honest, with the way that Treyarch have been dragged into this new game, uh, they won't have any time to do it. But um, there are little bits and pieces as to what this game might be. So because it's Treyarch, it's rumored to be a Black Ops game. Not necessarily Black Ops game in name form, uh, but at least set within the same universe, which was started back in Call of Duty World at War, because World at War through to Black Ops 4, they all take place in the same canon, in the same world. And supposedly, we're getting a Vietnam game. I was going to say uh, it might be time. Yeah, this is with it. It might be time for a Vietnam game because <laughs> I don't know if you ever remember, like in the early, like say two thousands, you got a load of games like Viet Cong and things like that, and there was all this like interesting ideas that you could do around that setting and how like, that war, like many wars, are bloody terrible and like how it went down and how uh, certain sides were just ill prepared for it all. I feel like they could really try and explore that and do something really more interesting and seeing the tech that uh, Modern Warfare has and just going through, say, like a dark jungle in like Vietnam somewhere, could one be just an eyesore just to see the moonlight catch on the trees? Two, be terrifying because you would have like all these interesting like, sound effects and bugs and everything like that you would never even see. see. And also, people in, in that war, people would sprout out from tiny holes in the floor and you'd have to watch out for things like that. So there's all these weird elements that would just like bring it on to make it more of a different and interesting Call of Duty campaign. I'm thinking, yeah, well, I'm thinking just about the campaign because obviously the multiplayer is going to be its own beast, but I feel that could be really interesting. We've seen kind of like elements of that in, you know, like like Rich said there, World of War and also yeah. in, you know, the, uh, oh, sorry, my um, my computer started freaking out there, but uh, we <laughs> also saw it in um, uh, the original Black Ops as well, like the Vietnam sections in there. But there is so much scope and so much left kind of unexplored. And I do think a lot of people in the Call of Duty fandom have a fondness for kind of similar eras around that, like that kind of like Vietnam War, almost Cold War kind of, you yeah. know, well, the Black black Ops, you know what I mean? Like where, where the name comes from. And I do think if you go back to that, it would be a nice way to get the Black Ops brand back on track because I do think they've made some missteps in recent years, especially with, you know, three and four, especially just went completely off the rails for me story-wise. Obviously four didn't have one. 
but three's mad kind of sci-fi mind-bending thing just just didn't work and what they were trying to do with four when it was originally going to be a kind of co-op competitive thing where it was a story mode but you had two sides kind of working in story levels against each other it was weird it didn't eventually happen but it sucks because they have made some great campaigns they have made some great stories the first um black ops narrative for me is one of my favorite in cod history you know what i mean so if they can get back to that get back to those settings that they did so well and explore them even more flesh them out in those interesting ways you were about benroy like for me that would be a win but um i don't know i don't know whether that might be perceived as a step backwards but then i'm talking myself back into it again i'm going back around in circles because modern warfare i suppose could have been perceived as a step backwards as was world war ii but those were well received yeah this also sorry because so this also is a chance for them to maybe look at the negative sides of say like the american side for a bit more for once because after trying to rewrite history in the current modern warfare i feel like it, it's not like a getting goodwill back but you should more like say if you're going to dive into this war see how much of a futile war it was and go into the whole points for how it's just almost like a lot of war almost just pointless and really sort of like show it in a real light rather than i don't know if they take parts of uh the vietnam war and like change that around to make it as the americans are just flying around there as the good guys the whole time then that could be interesting also to see that dumpster fire engage on the internet yeah about call it. of duty is it's always going to be a very pro-american look at how big and scary we are it's yeah. always going to sit on that which and i i, I did a, a piece uh a couple of years ago about how they should make call of duty 29 no was it 2019 or 2018 i can't remember but it was it was black ops 4 how they should do it and i pitched the idea of them doing like an alternate future alternate history sort of thing kind of like wolfenstein the new order did try yeah. something different so it's like if you're not going to do some sort of heavy realistic because i know that modern warfare was branded with the whole but this is gonna be really heavy and gritty and i know we did a podcast on this back forever ago talking about how um sort of controversial the new modern warfare would be and then upon playing it it wasn't actually that good maybe they could go in completely the opposite direction i know that black ops 3 as josh had tried to be all cool and stuff they tried to rekindle that um that twist of black ops 1 which i agree with josh that it's probably my favorite call of duty campaign ever um yeah. but it would be more interesting if they went if they went more balls to the wall they kind of they need to do balls to the wall in terms of like a narrative and just go all in with it rather than try and do balls to the wall but try and make it more grounded like black ops 3 attempted it to be i do think i would dig like... that so, sorry you first josh no sorry i was just gonna say i think i'd um like i would dig that if they sort of did a maybe not as wacky as wolfenstein and you wanted but certainly oh not not at all like kind of you know respect i would like it if they took this real history and then they could do their own spin in it because we have seen kind of you know similar conflicts played out and i do agree with ben roy in that there's obviously so much nuance in the vietnam war to properly explore and kind of get into the 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 horribleness of it especially because call of duty likes to sell itself sometimes on its controversy and its horribleness but I, I i do dig the idea of kind of taking something that is established something that a lot of people already know and then twisting it within that with some interesting creative narrative twists or characters who die or people who died in real life becoming characters in the game who survived or something like that i would like to see them take the route of i i, I know this like sort of burned with the addition of infinite warfare but i like, take the celebrity and make them the bad just have a big bad celebrity that you've got to mow down armies of their like troops and eventually take them out at the end like with advanced warfare as well that's i think that's why it's one of my more favorite campaigns because it was just more memorable and it was more focused on 
creating their own sort of narrative within the world rather than taking events that have happened and then tweaking them a bit and doing things like that. Because if they did this Vietnam uh, Call of Duty and then they showed a sequence where everyone was being napalmed and you were there on the floor go, whoa, as all these people are running at you covered in fire, that would be pretty disgusting. <laughs> You've got that right, Ben, right? That would be pretty yeah. grim. But it I could definitely lead... Like... Sorry, sorry, Rich. I say it could definitely lead to some, uh, to some controversial moments. But speaking of uh, controversial moments in Call of Duty history, not so much in the gameplay side, but more in the actual development side, because obviously that's, that's kind of where all of this uh, discussion has come about, is the development of this game. Um, because like I said, we don't know where they are so far in the, in the production of the game. I've already explained about how uh, they've got a much tighter schedule to do it. They may have more manpower to do it, but just because there's more people doesn't mean it can get done any quicker. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And obviously another thing on top of the current uh, sort of position the game industry is in uh, is crunch. And throughout Black Ops 4, because, you know, there's a long story behind the Black Ops 4 campaign being scrapped and then them having to, to squeeze out Blackout to make the third pillar of the game so they couldn't just release multiplayer and zombies and that'd be it. Um, Treyarch got crunched to hell uh, throughout the course of Black Ops 4 and into Black Ops 4's actual life cycle with the DLCs and things. And you can tell because the DLCs are so uh, half-baked, especially if you were a Zombies fan. It was such a disappointment across the game. Um and there are a lot of people who maybe not sure as to whether they want to continue into um, Black Ops 5, Call of Duty Vietnam, whatever you want to call it, uh, as a developer of the game or even as a QA tester. I know that um, I think it was Jason Schreier at Kotaku did a, uh, a huge expose on the, uh, the QA and QC teams and the testing teams uh, at Activision under Treyarch and, and to their treatment over the course of Black Ops 4's life cycle. It was abysmal. So I wouldn't be surprised if 
Treyarch started hemorrhaging employees or any studio in the the, the Call of Duty bubble because you know they, studios like Beanox, Raven, High Moon, they're all just Call of Duty studios now. I wouldn't be surprised if they started hemorrhaging talent because they didn't want to have to go in. Because I mean, yeah, like I said, the tr- the crunch came up so quickly and so suddenly out of the blue. This is crunch they could have seen coming. And I've yeah. not seen any reports to say that they have are now like X number of people down. But could that be a big, it, when I say could it, it would be a huge uh, thorn in the paw of the next game if the studios are going to be less staffed and they're going to be less motivated to make a game, especially when 100%. they know they're about to get pressured. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the thing that I thought of when it was first announced that this was happening. Because like you said, there have been these really... Um, fascinating exposés about life at Treyarch being, you know, as as bad as any kind of high-profile exposé that we've had. You know, we we talk about Rockstar or, um, you know, Bioware or Naughty Dog and stuff like that. But Treyarch essentially went from Mad Crunch on Black Ops 3 to Mad Crunch on Black Ops 4 to now have to save a whole game. And I do think we're going to see, you know, people leave. That has already happened in the past. I think that's partly why the Sledgehammer game was not working because the the people who founded Sledgehammer, I'm pretty sure it was the founders, or at least people who were high up in an executive position, they left after I think it they was did. World War Two, yeah. which which meant that the next game had to be a co-production with Raven, which is where the problem started. So I think if if you keep crunching on these games and you keep having to push them out, there's going to be a very real human cost that also impacts the quality of the games. Because like you said, that's that's such an easy way to snuff out passionate talented creatives and developers by just moving them from project to project making the process itself as unfulfilling as possible scrapping elements that don't work at the last minute forcing in um battle royale making them salvage games smashing them together it's just it's not a way that's worked and we saw that with um infinity ward when when the when the team you know, started losing people after Modern Warfare 2 back in the day when there was the whole big um, controversy over the, uh, the the creatives who would go on to form Respawn. Like, it took Infinity Ward games and games to get back to the position they were, you know what I mean? Like, Benroy, you mentioned there that the first Call of Duty game you didn't buy was Ghosts. That was obviously yeah. an Infinity Ward game. You know, Modern Warfare 3 was the first time I got worried about the franchise as a whole. I didn't think that was very good. And then I, I liked Infinite Warfare a bit more, but even then, that didn't spawn a sub-series like Activision wanted, and it took them right until the Modern Warfare reboot for them to get back on top. And I worry that will happen to you know Treyarch and Sledgehammer, and that obviously sucks for the people who works there, but then that has the knock-on effect of making the franchise as a whole worse. And it's a problem that has been there for perhaps over a decade now that Activision doesn't seem to be interested in looking at or addressing, because... Maybe, maybe because they can get away with it. I don't know. I talk a lot in these videos about Activision more so than others and Activision's developers being more faceless than the likes of EA. When EA does something like this, it's in the news nonstop. You get people responding. You get you know news stories about how they've had the most downvoted comment or read or anything. But when Activision does it, it's almost kind of like a drop in the bucket, a drop in the ocean. You know what I mean? You don't put a face to the to the problem as much you know you kind of let it slip by because activision's activision and it'll do what it wants but that complacency it sucks it shouldn't be a shouldn't be a thing and i'm guilty of it as much as anyone else but it takes moments like this and discussions like this to kind of spark those conversations again absolutely i mean Treyarch are my favorite studio for call of duty primarily because of the zombies mode because and also because their you know their, their campaigns world at war black ops one and black ops two are incredible black ops threes was 
pretty abysmal overall. Like I think that's probably one I would never ever go back and play again, um, or even try and understand. I got to the end of it and thought, <laughs> oh, uh, they they tried, and obviously Blocks War didn't have one at all. So I'm intrigued as to to how the split's going to be because I feel like Treyarch might take the lead on doing a campaign. I'm guessing that whatever they were working on um, after they finished Black Ops Four, they would have brought their campaign over and then raven and sledgehammer would have just focused on the multiplayer and then maybe another studio helped on the zombies or the other studios were there to do the different ports because like i said they've, they've got a lot of individual almost individual titles to be producing by the end of this year so does this mean that you guys are would still be picking up this game later this year to see how much of a fire it is that's if we even hear about it they might just go quiet because According to Charlie Intel, who are like the biggest Call of Duty news site, the last uh, article they had talking about 2020 was on May the 5th. And it was just Activision saying again, because I know they'd already said this earlier this year anyway, that it's still happening. Call of Duty 2020 is still releasing this holiday, fall, whatever. It might, it might be October because that's when they've, they've shuffled stuff back to since Red Dead 2 came out. Are you guys still intrigued? Or do you think with all the news that has come about, about this uh, game that you might just not even bother thinking about it. This is what I'm interested to see Ben Roy answer because Ben Roy, imagine, right, it's the end of the year, you just pick up this new console, you've yeah. got nothing to play on it, Call of Duty <laughs> 2020 has been rushed out into, into, the, into stores, it's one of the only games around, do you play it, are you interested, do you have even a morbid curiosity about it at this point? Well, I'm not sure about it. If I finished my Resident Evil 6 replay by then, I would have to, <laughs> it really depends on the setting. Like, mm. if it's not something that we've had little of over the years, or like, if it's not, say, like a sci fi sort of like twist on it, or maybe going after the big bad action film sort of style thing, I might not be, I might not be in again. Cause I've been, I've been close to buying Modern Warfare as it is, because I've been involving the, involving? enjoying the uh warzone mode so much like i actually enjoy that as a battle royale mode and it's nice to see uh the big dogs take a swing at it and actually not miss and get it so right on so many levels so yeah. it's all gonna depend like uh, for me it's got it's got caveats is warzone gonna carry over or are they just gonna white the same slight keen like they did last time and have a new battle royale mode is there battle royale at all uh or we're just gonna have the zombies because i'm a big fan of zombies as well like, i don't play as much as rich because i don't have a, a solid crew like he does but um <laughs> does it have zombies what's happening with the battle royale and setting really because for me the multiplayer arena combat shooting fun is secondary now because if i want that sort of thing i'm gonna jump into another series like a gears and play out of that bit different but it's the same sort of like idea like you know teams on teams sort of thing so for me there's a bunch of caveats but i'll have to wait and see to see if it's interesting first give me a nice flashy trailer please josh what about <laughs> I, you i'm kind of the same as ben roy you know i'm so I'm, I'm i'm obviously very interested in seeing how it turns out i might get it out of morbid curiosity and hey it might it might turn out very good but i am going to be playing it with all of the things that we mentioned today in the back of my mind, wondering whether or not they should have just taken a year off. And it's going to take me more, more persuading to get it this year as well, because like I said at the beginning, I am very much still enjoying Modern Warfare. I'm looking forward to what they do in the future. And I think Warzone is going to be the big kind of selling point because Warzone, apparently Ben Roy, is going to just kind of carry over. It's going to continue going okay. as this free thing that has um the new games plugged into it so we might see you know uh black ops whatever call of duty vietnam characters plugged into warzone but that's not going to be necessarily a part of it 
And if it's not, I have even less reason to get the new game because I've never been a huge Zombies fan, kind of because I don't have the same crew that Rich does, which I'm very jealous about. Um, so it's I'm looking at its, its core parts, thinking about the time I put in Modern Warfare, do I want to jump ship to something else that might not grab me in the same way? Thinking about everything that's going on, and it's going to take like a real big confident showing maybe we're completely wrong maybe all the rumors have been incorrect maybe they've been working on something absolutely fantastic that's going to blow us away but i need to be convinced of it at the moment because at the moment i think they should take a year off kind of get every get the get their eggs back in the basket get everything in order so we don't have a problem not only with call of duty 2020 but all of the games to come in the next few years because i want modern warfare 2 to be really good i don't want that to be impacted call of duty 2020 is a lost cause but that game i want it to be good i'm looking forward to it so much i'm in a really bad spot because as you both said i'm a big zombies fan and as much as i don't know where they're going to go after black ops 4 because the storyline apparently ended in a pretty mediocre way in my opinion and then the new plot line they tried to start in black ops 4 wasn't received very well and i think there was um amusing that they were going to just give up on it and maybe try and do some i don't know some another alternate universe stuff because the storyline is not complicated enough as it is so that would be the kind of thing that would draw me in the most and yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to go down like a almost a Bethesda route because this this um, the 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 knowledge of where the development is in Call of Duty this year it's not private, it's not like a secret, it's very much out there in the open that this is the case. Whether they're just going to go in with the Bethesda approach of oh you know you guys knew it would be a bit of a a bit of a cock up, so the fact that it is a cock up you can't criticize us because you <laughs> knew it was going to happen like sort of like the bethesda approach of like it's 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 a bethesda game it's going to be buggy it's a a call of duty game that's been rushed it's going to be bad you can't really just let them get away with that so if they do release it at the end of this year and it is a trash pile like fallout 76 levels on launch then that's the kind of thing where we all need to be a lot louder than we are because there are a lot of activision fans as the same as there are bethesda fans who will just happily sit there and let it happen because they're just used to it Big, yeah. big, big Bobby Koyak is not going to let them miss a year. Like, whatever happens, we might, like, I after they took the campaign out of a call G and to get out, I now know, I, I have a faith that they will always have one until Activision crumbles to dust. Like, there's, <laughs> I, there is no, no way, no global situation or anything like that is going to stop them getting a call of G out. I'm confident of that. But whether it's going to be any good, as we've all been, like, debating, is. It remains to be seen yet. I just don't know. And We've also, got a load. Oh, also, if they do a Black Ops sort of universe still, just bring back the numbers. I don't even care if the numbers were ever solved. Just have the number station appear in space and let's go and <laughs> shoot some baddies. Or if they want, if they really, really, really want me to buy the game, they just just put the Black Ops one or World at War remaster with it, or both. Just give me both with now the game. Now you're talking about and... language, Rish. Rish. Exactly. Bobby's, Bobby's going to get you. He's going to get you. He's going to, I mean, Activision, are, they're, they're the kings of the remaster right now. They've literally yesterday announced Tony uh, Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. So that's that's place. a big deal. They know that remasters work. And I'm really surprised that the Modern Warfare didn't come with one. I know we've just had Modern Warfare 2 remastered launch. But I'm surprised that Black Ops 4 or Modern Warfare on launch didn't come with one straight away, which it might do. It might, they might have had... The, the remaster of World of War or Black Ops 1's campaign done because, I mean, the Modern Warfare 2 one's been sitting there for like a year and I mean, then they finally decided to release it. Are you looking yeah. forward to World at War by Vicarious Visions? Oh. <laughs> hey, hey now. <laughs> they did a really good job. They're good at remastering. They did. Not, they did. I, I will agree with you on that. 
that Activision held it to hostage behind <laughs> behind a special edition for Infinite Warfare. It's not their fault that that happened. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got a lot of um, events coming up this summer. Like, there's loads of stuff that's been sort of cropping up to try and take over E3 uh, that's literally not happening at all this year. Um, I just sort of forgotten it was entirely cancelled. I just sort of thought, oh, they're just going to transfer it to, to to online stuff. But there's a load of things coming out. I thought they would reveal the new Call of Duty on the um, Xbox Series X stream. If I'm honest with you, I genuinely thought that would have happened because wow, I know well, that they have really they have revealed Call of Duty on Xbox's side in the past. So. Yes. Yeah, they, I think they've currently got. I feel like this was their final year partnering with PlayStation to get those exclusive marketing rights, but they might have renewed it. So maybe that's part of the reason why we haven't seen it. If they are still with PlayStation and haven't gone back to Microsoft, maybe it's because the PlayStation Five has been so quiet that we haven't seen the uh, the new Call of Duty. That could be potentially uh, something we haven't thought about. I suppose. I mean, both sides are going to be wanting it as a launch title. They want to be able to say, hey, we've got a yeah. Call of Duty, because even looking at the Series X lineup that we discussed on the podcast on Monday, there's nothing in there apart from really, what, like Yakuza and uh, and Assassin's Creed that are like the really big, like these are the games people care about rather than just like, yes, we've made a game for it. And that's yeah. kind of it. If they get a Call of Duty on both sides as their launch titles, that's going to look good for them. So you'll have to let us know on the social media what you think about... Uh, the whole Call of Duty state. Are you excited for, for 2020 or are you just going to give this year a miss? Are you Have you got any ideas as to when we're going to hear about it? Because I'm I'm expecting to hear about it within the next month. If we don't, I'm going to be very concerned. But, uh, but speaking of social media, you can tweet us at WCultureGaming with the hashtag WCGP because every podcast, by and large, we like to answer a question from all of you. Now, after the Witcher podcast, which was, was it last week? that one yes monday last uh, week yes that's it yeah gem do 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 gem do do dooku or dudusu asked after the witcher podcast what is the best short game and how short is it now i know that josh is a big fan of short games because he can get more time in for the sesh which was something <laughs> said on a, a chatty face long ago yes my lord yes wow. lots of candidates for this for me it's always i love walking simulators I love them to death. So something like Firewatch, I think that's that's a bit long for a walking simulator. It's about five hours or something. Firewatch is really good. You can knock out what remains of Edith Finch within a few hours. Anything like that with a heavy narrative focus is so good for chilling out. It's almost like watching a movie, you know what I mean? You've got like this two-hour slot, three-hour slot or whatever. You put one of those things on and you have a bloody good time. So something like that, a what remains of Edith Finch style game would be, would be my shout, definitely. Ben Roy. I'm going to harp back to a good old classic Limbo. Just get in there, play a bit of Limbo, but it is old, and I know everyone has shouted about it to the high heavens, and it's even on iPad. So if you've already played Limbo, Observation, that came out last year, excellent game. For me, it like wary towards the end, but it's up there in one of the best games of last year. Observation on PlayStation 4 and Xbox, I think. Absolutely. I'm Weirdly, I'm going to stick very on topic and actually say the Modern Warfare campaign, because that's not very long. I finished it in like three and a half maybe four hours oh, on launch night well. so i benroy if you've not played modern warfare yet the campaign is good it's not like i, I was wanting it to be longer but it is good it's I've, a very very well made campaign and it's not that long as we've as we've learned over this past year i do like a nice short campaign like resident evil 3 was a great campaign if you've got <laughs> apparently if you look at the internet a spare hour and a half you can beat that game as well so yeah but i I'm, i might just jump in on the modern warfare 
but I think my primary one for for a sh if you say short game to be the first thing I think of is Portal because you can finish that yes, in an afternoon yes. and yeah. even if you're going back to it knowing the puzzles and knowing how to solve everything it's still an absolute blast to play through same with Portal 2 I think Portal 2 is another one of those games you can still get through quite quickly if you know the puzzles um, but they're both just such sublime experiences to go through and I've always always said Portal is a game that's not necessarily for gamers I think anyone can play Portal and get their head around it so if you've never played if you've never played Portal, uh, it's available on basically everything. I'm surprised that Valve haven't done like an iPod port of it yet, uh, or a mobile port, I should say. But that's that's my that's the game I think everyone should try, and the fact that it's nice and short as well can help. Hell, Left 4 Dead, it's like play a campaign in Left 4 Dead. Yeah, get through them in an hour. Do them on yeah. streams every week on the gaming channel. Plug, plug, plug. Hey, very, very nice. Way. That's why Rich gets the big bucks. That, that, oh. Yeah, totally. Anyway, <laughs> that has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. You can find us all on social media to send us more questions using the hashtag WCGP, or you can find us on Twitter to uh, tell us what you think about Call of Duty 2020. But I have been your host, Rich Hudson. You can follow me on Twitter at PickupChangeToe. I've been joined by Mr. Ben Roy Turner, who's going to go for a nap. Yes, I'm going to go for a nap, but first follow me at Ben Roy Turner or just tweet me things. Why You've not? still got an hour and a half left of the day, mate. You've got to... Get, get a coffee in you and get you can get through it and i've been joined by josh brown hi thank you all i'm not going to have a sleep but i will have a coffee as well thank you for the suggestion I I rich i'm going to steal it you can follow me on twitter at josh brune with two o's not one two and i'm going to go make a coffee as well i think thank you all so much for listening and or watching and we will see you very soon bye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.